You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome to Empower Me with Aerie broadcast. I am excited that you all decided to tune in today. I am Erica Holmes. I go by Queen Aerie because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. I really want everybody to grasp that, to get it. We are a royal priesthood. We are a chosen generation. And once we know our identity, we then therefore know our authority. And so today, I pray that this message blesses you powerfully. And we're going to be talking about there is victory in your surrender. Before we begin, let us quickly pray. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to come before your people, to minister to them, to encourage them, to let them know that you are with them and you will never leave them. I pray that this message allows them to literally be willing to let go, to open up, to surrender so that your will be done in their lives so that they can begin to experience greater victories like they've never even imagined before. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name, amen. And so again, we're talking about there's victory in your surrender. And I'm here to encourage you to let you know that God literally has this specific word for you. We have to understand that when we are tuning in, we are in the right place at the right time because it's something that God wants to tell us. It's something that he wants us to understand and understand that this message is about learning how to yield. It is about literally learning what a real yes mean. It is about learning to position ourselves for the greater even when we don't want to we have to understand that God's plan is the best plan for our lives and as we begin to yield as we begin to give God that ultimate that sound yes without hesitation or reservation we will have the greater breakthroughs we will have the greater blessings we will have the greater increase and we will begin to experience the greater good of every good thing for we know what the Bible talks about that there is no good thing that he will withhold from us and so I want to ask you will you or are you ready to give God your ultimate yes the best place to be is in the will of God. So today I want to, for us to go to uh, the book of Exodus. I want to talk about Moses and Joshua. I want us to go to chapter 17. We're going to read um, through 8 through 16. And we're going to see what God is saying through the scriptures. And so chapter 17, verse 8, starting at verse 8, it says, Then came Amalek. And fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, choose out men and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Verse 10. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek and Moses, Aaron and her went to the top of the hill. And it came to pass. When Moses held up his hands, that Israel prevailed. But when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, 
And they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon, and Aaron and her stayed up his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady unto the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomforted or defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord God said unto Moses, write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek for under the sun. Verse 15, and Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. For he said, because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. There's so much so much within that passage. And I want us to kind of go back and, and, and pick out some things because again, there is victory in your surrender. And so if we go back to verse nine, I want you to, to, to pay attention to this. It reinforced Moses told Joshua that they were going to go to the top of the hill. That was not, you know, that was not just for no reason. He wanted to let him know that to remind him that God is always for you. He is looking above. He is looking around. He is assessing the situations and he's overcoming the situation with you. God is above any situations that you may, may ever in your life face because God is greater than anything. That right there is a, is a message. It's a word for you guys. With God, we shall prevail. And then when we go down to verse 10, I want to really, really remind you of this. It talks about um, that Moses heard Moses was not alone. Moses had her, uh, her with him and Aaron with him. And at that point, he was fighting the battle along with him. This is a huge indication that we're not in this battle alone. God will send you help when you need it, especially when you feel overwhelmed. Understand that God works through people. He will talk to somebody to call you, to text you, to reach out to you. You are not alone after you say yes to God. I want to really, really encourage you guys within this. In verse 11 is the foundation of what I really, really want you all to understand this day. I want you to understand this. Verse 11, it talked about, it said, and it came to pass when Moses held up his hands that Israel prevailed. My God, my God, my God, I feel this thing. When you hold your hands up, you have to understand that you are literally saying, God, I, I, I let you um, get in the driver's seat. I'm going to let you fight this battle for me. And what you have to understand is that God has never lost a battle. There is victory in your surrender. My God, my God, my God. And even when it talked about Moses, a stone being put under, under him, it reminds us of the cornerstone. It reminds us of Jesus. It reminds us that he literally is with us and he's for us and he is ministering to us. No matter what we go and grow through, God is for us and is not going to let us lose within any battle. I want to again remind you, I'm going to keep saying that the saying this, that there is victory in your surrender. When Moses lifted up his hands, it was a moment 
It was a moment of or a posture of surrender. It's not what we can do alone, but it's what God can do through us. When our hands are up, we are literally glorifying God. When our hands are up, we are telling God that we trust him. When our hands are up, we are humbling ourselves so that God can use us, understanding that it's not us, but it is him that's getting the glory. It is him that's using us. We're just mere vessels. God will use you if you allow him to. Again, don't be afraid. There is victory in your surrender. Your hands up does several things. Your hands up as as Moses showed us, the battle was won when his hands was up and that was strategic. I believe God did that on purpose to show them that he was truly with them. But your hands up again, it reminds it reminds you and anybody else that's around you that God is literally fighting for you and the battle belongs to God. We're reminded of this in 2nd Chronicles chapter 20 verse 15. It reads and he said, listen, all of you, Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus said the Lord to you, do not be afraid, my God, nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours. It is It is the Lord's. We have to keep that in mind. No matter what we're experiencing, no matter what we're facing, that the battle belongs to God. Also, having our hands up, it literally reminds us of who our source is. This is the source within our, for our positions, within jobs. This is the source in every area of our lives. And it also reminds us that there is truly more with us than there is against against us. And this is, uh, it talks about this in 2nd Kings chapter 6 verse 16 and this is when Elisha and his servant you know uh, they were out and his servant began to see that they were beginning to be surrounded by you know great armies and his servant was afraid but God but Elisha prayed to God and he said open up his eyes so that he may see and As God began to open up the servant's eyes, he began to see the horses of chariots. He began to literally see that there was definitely more with them than there was against him. And I'm going to remind you of that. It it doesn't matter if it feels and seems like the whole world is against you. Guess what? With God. You're the majority, (laughs) literally. You are the majority and there is nothing too big or small for God to do. You have to understand that. And greater is he that is in us than him that is in the world. With our hands up, we're constantly reminded of this. Your surrender, this right here, when God told me this, it it literally shifted my perspective. It it, it helped my belief system. He said that your surrender can save generations. There's evidence of this within this story. We have to understand that Moses not only stood for himself, but he stood for Israel as a whole. He was bringing them out of bondage into a place of, of milk and honey. He was bringing them to the place where God always wanted him to be. Moses stood up for the Joshua generation. He stood up for the generations that were going to come after him. You've got to understand that your surrender literally is saving generations. It's helping 
helping not only you, but those who are around you. Moses had to remind and show the children of God that God was who he said he was. God had already presented and said that he was I am. And literally, as they began to win that battle, they understood that God was literally I am. He was the the deliverer. He literally brought them out of a battle and they won with Moses having his hand up as an indication that I'm with you. I'm for you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I did bring you out of bondage. Yes, you may be uncomfortable throughout the process, but guess what? That uncomfortability is going to pass. You are going to enter into your place of abundance, your place of rest, your place of greater. We have to have that same mindset that Moses had to go forth and whatever God was telling him to do, he began to do. Again, this life we live is not our own. It's not our own. And it reminds me of my organization It's called It's Bigger Than Me because God had to remind me all the things that I were going through, that I was going through. It wasn't even necessarily about me, but more so about the people that I was going to help. We have to be willing to understand that the life is not our own. It belongs to God. And when we understand that, we can then understand our assignment in life. Our assignment definitely is bigger than us. And Jesus, oh, all throughout the New Testament, from the beginning, he showed us that everything he did was not just on his own behalf. He came and said, not my will, but your will be done. And we, again, have to take on that same mentality because when we do, we are going to win. God is not going to let us down. I want you all to get this, to grasp this, to understand this. The, the, the hell you came out of, the dark place that God brought you out of was literally for you to show heaven or peace to somebody else. It was. It wasn't for us to go around walking around proud. I'm delivered. I'm healed within our own self. And I, I know I'm uh, saying this over and over, but I want us to grasp this, to get this so that our hearts are willing and soft to receive and to say, Lord, I surrender. My hands are up. I'm ready for the victory. I'm ready for what it is that you have for my life. Jesus saved you out of whatever it was that you were going through to position you for victory. Remember, we're seated in heavenly places above all in Christ Jesus. And so that is our assignment here on earth is to literally ask God, who else do you want me to bring out or help with their victory? Who else do you want me to be a light to understand the depression that you came out? The oppression that you came out was to let you know that God delivers. God heals. He will build your testimony. The test you went through literally was building your testimony to tell somebody else that don't even know God yet that he is real. God is real. And there's so many people out here right now. They are literally crying out. They're literally looking for authenticity. They're looking for you. But will you surrender and allow God to use you to save even if it's one person? Will you allow God to do that? And understanding that we are children of God. We are called children of God. That means we belong to a family. And if you bring this down to a, a, a natural place, 
somebody that is in their fam somebody that is in a family literally has the family's best interest at heart. There's a lot of sacrifices and stuff that goes on with the family. It's the same way we have to think about when it comes to spiritually. You know, sacrifice and say, again, this life is not my own. It's for my brother. It's for my sister. And so um, our God saving us was for us to definitely be a light. Surrendering is bigger than just us. Jesus reminded us of this so many times, but in John 14, 12, he reminded us, he said, greater work shall you do. Greater work shall you do, meaning there's something greater or bigger that you're going to do from the experiences, from the revelation, from the knowledge that God is giving you. You take that and, and, and expand that and go ahead and expand the kingdom of God. Show God that literally uh, you will surrender. You will allow him to do what he needs to within your life. And so also surrendering helps us know our identity and our assignment. Again, when you know, when we know, when we know our identity, literally we know our authority and we're able to operate in that capacity. I'm going to ask you all, who are you? Who are you? Are you right now using the authority that God's giving you? Are you literally living a surrendered life? And I'm not here within judgment or a rebuke. I'm, I'm literally as a, as a sister in Christ. Um, coming with love, saying that we could have better, we can change, we literally can can let go of what we need to 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 uh, so that God can use us for His name's sake. Are you representing the Father by fulfilling your assignment? I'm gonna take a few seconds because I want you all to really kind of just take inventory to ask yourself: Are you representing the Father right now by filling your assignment, fulfilling your assignment? Just like Jesus said. Within the Garden of Gethsemane, even though he was going through, you know, uh, he understood what was coming next. So there was, you know, there was a little, he, he you know, kind of, I won't say hesitation, but he did say if this cup could pass from me. But then right after he said it, he said, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. So even when we get to that place of kind of there's a little hesitation, we have to snap out and come out of that and understand and see the bigger picture trust God's plan for our lives and so I'll just briefly talk about my story um just briefly I mean I come from literally a lineage of pastors grand great grandparents uh, grandparents parents um you know there's pastors all throughout the family line and um because of it of course it was a kind of attack on my life where about the age of 13 i was churched out some may say so i pretty much did whatever i wanted to do i left i had I, i'm the youngest of five so i left and i would go party i would hang out with my older siblings i would do whatever i felt like doing within that moment because my eldest uh siblings they didn't live at home so i was able to do that but i found out no matter what i was doing with the party with hanging out with older men, doing things I wasn't supposed to, guess what? I wasn't satisfied. Even though I was doing what a lot of people may call as the fun things, there was such a huge void. I found out that it was the void was a God-sized void, meaning only God could fill that area within my life. I knew I had to surrender. I knew I had to let go because there was a better life for me, a life of love, a life of peace. So I then eventually rededicated my life at a very young age, start leading and was ordained at a young age. And then beginning. And I, at that moment, I, I honestly could say 
I began to uh, feel the, be the most fulfilled that I have ever been with me ministering, with me encouraging others. It literally hit the spot. It filled that spot that the partying couldn't do. You know, that um, that hanging out with the older man couldn't do. And, and I'm using this story to talk to even the younger generation right now. I want to let you know that you can surrender. You're not too young to surrender. You're not too young to say yes because God has need of you. Just like he had need of me when I was 13 or when I was even younger, I had to eventually um, stand and make the choice to say, God, not my will, but your will be done. And as I began to do that, I literally began to experience so much love. I began to eventually experience the peace that God had given me and, um, and, and just began to be used by God on a greater level. I want you to literally put your hands up in a surrender and say, God, I will follow you. Make the decision to stay on your God path. Again, putting your hands up is telling God, I will follow. You just lead me. I will follow. And I, I want you to understand this, especially the younger generation. Surrendering does not mean that you're weak. It's, it's not something that, you know, is out of style, but it, it actually means that, God, I trust you and I know that you have the best for me. So I'm going to choose your way of doing things because I understand I have a lot of desires and you know what's best for me. So I'm going to surrender. I like victory. I like winning. So I'm going to do things your way. This is the way that we have to look at that and then have the understanding that we have to come to a place of dying to self. Come to a place of saying the old man has passed away. Behold, we are new creations, new creatures. We are going to allow God to work through us to do a new thing through our lives. Again, a new way of thinking, a new way of speaking, a new way of moving. Those are all um, indications of surrender. Again, when you surrender, I'm telling you, victory happens because, again, God has never lost a battle. Jesus really, really, like I said, is a prime example. And as we see how he surrendered all throughout the New Testament, guess what? We've seen all sorts of miracle signs and wonders happening beyond anybody's natural belief because he was at a state of surrender. He was at a state of surrender and he knew who God was in his life. And so we have to um, remind ourselves of that. Even the scripture says that it says that he's seen um, for the, the cross that he's seen before him. I'll read it verbatim. Hebrews 12, 2. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame and is now set down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's victory. If that isn't a victory, I don't know what is. That right there is proof of victory. And in order to do that again, come to the understanding of God, I'm here to allow you to work through me. John 5, 19, it reminds us of what Jesus did. He said that the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father's the father do. And so whatever he does, the son also do. We have to live within that mindset, within that lifestyle to get what God wants us to have. This is a kingdom assignment. Jesus knew what it meant to surrender. And he did that by preparing himself. These are ways to surrender. I'm going to go over some practical things. He did that by preparing himself, by studying the law at 12 years old. <laughs> where was he? He was found listening in the synagogues. He, he spent time with God, even all throughout with his disciples. He ministered and then he and then he had to tell them 
I got to go away. He told them, and when he went away, he went to pray. And that is how literally he died to the flesh, 100% man, 100% God. But he just, he died to the flesh because he was spending time with God. God's will was more so in his head, in his soul, over his own will. And he didn't put anything before God. He didn't have an idol before God, even in Matthew 12, 48. Some people could be offended, but Jesus understood his assignment. And, and it was saying that... Um, um, his mother and his brother, brothers had came and they were beckoning for him. They found out all the stuff that he was doing, healing and all that stuff that was beckoning for him. And Jesus said, who is my mother and brother? He even didn't put anyone. He didn't put blood over God. And that's the same mindset that we have to have as well in order to move forward and do all that God has created us to do. He took no representation or no, he wasn't pride within self. Uh, he wasn't prideful within himself. He wasn't boasting in himself. He literally came and he did. And as he did, the people knew who he knew who he was. And so um, as he was spending time with God, he became the light. He sacrificed. He stood for what was right. He, no matter what it was, he didn't like um, injustice. Jesus literally did all these things. And every single thing is an indication of what surrender may be. Because sometimes we may see something and within ourselves, we may say, oh, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to do anything. But if Holy Spirit is pricking us, Holy Spirit is tugging at us and saying, no, say something. That is a level of surrender because you're literally going against your will and you're saying, okay, God, I'm going to say what you want me to say because this is your mouth. These are your hands. These are your feet. These are your eyes. I'm going to do what you have called me to do. And literally the sacrifice because of what Jesus did, we literally are here today living in victory, going for free away from bondage because Jesus even did this. He did that on the cross, but it was this as well. He surrendered for us. He sacrificed for us so that we could live. Are you at a point right now where you're really ready to give God your yes? Are you ready to go higher because there's more to life? Are you willing and ready to lift up your hands? Because when you lift up your hands, it not only tells God that I trust you, but it says I will let go of what I've held tight. I will let go of what I need to. If that is the relationship that you know that's not good for you, I've had to do it before. If it's a situation that you know is not good for you, you are you willing to do this? In order to put your hands up, they can't be like this. They have to be like this. Are you willing to let go? Let go so that God can really help you, help you within this time to really carry out the purpose and plans that he has for your life. And so I had to do this. I know you guys could do it. I dealt with a level of control due to fear, due to all the things that happened to me at a young age. But I had to learn that it's not my will to be in control all the time, but it's on God because if he if he created me, he's going to take care of me. He healed me and God will heal you too. understand there are people waiting for you. But are you ready? Are you ready? Now is a time. It's a powerful move of God like never before. It's time for revival throughout this land. People are waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. But are you going to live that surrender life? It may not always be easy, but understand that it's necessary. I pray that this message has tremendously blessed your life. I pray for anybody that wants to be within the family of God. If you do repeat this after me. 
God, I thank you for loving me so much. I thank you that you sent your son to die for me. Forgive me of all of my sins. Make me new. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and that you raised him from the dead. I welcome in your Holy Spirit. Lead me today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television. Empower me with Aerie.